chapter 26. This morning, actually, two days ago, the Lord just spoke this phrase to me. When I heard it, when I heard it, My spirit immediately grabbed hold to, to, to it. I knew that it was the Lord trying to quicken me to an understanding. And my remembrance was this scripture, and I couldn't remember it in detail, and I began to read it. And uh, I, I just I feel very strongly with the way this thing has done this morning. God's going to talk to somebody. I feel a clear word from God, uh, not just a, a sermon here today. So I want you to open your heart, your spirit, and uh, let's believe God's going to speak to us and speak to individuals today. Then cometh Jesus with them to a place called Gethsemane. Said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. He took with him Peter two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here. Now notice these words he's using. These are not just uh, flippant words. He's, he's trying to convey a message to these men. He went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He cometh unto his disciples and findeth them asleep and said to Peter, What could ye not watch with me? Watch and pray, and ye entering not into temptation. The spirit, here it is, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, he was not saying that just to Peter. He was saying it because he was experiencing it him himself. He went again a second time praying, Oh, Father, this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it. Thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. He left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now. Take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed. Rise, let us be going. Behold, He is at hand. Keep that for me on media. Brother Ryan, I'm going to come back to it. Romans 5, you don't have to go there. Romans 5, 18, one verse. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men 
justification of life. I want to preach from this thought. He gave my life back. He gave my life back. Lift your hands one more time and just thank him for his presence. Jesus, I thank you for your plan, your word here today. God, help my mind to be clear. Let our hearts be clear. And let the word of God pierce and divide joint and marrow tonight. Soul and spirit discern of the thoughts and tents of the heart today. That God, we could clearly understand that you were for us and with us. Helping us, God, to building us into what you want us to be. I pray in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me, let me explain. The end of the message is he gives our life back. And that's the objective by which he is shooting for in all of our life. You, you are born. The day you take your first breath is the breath of life. That is the beginning of days. But from there until another change of life, you and I, the Bible says, all are born into sin, shaping into iniquity. That you and I, when we take the first breath of this life, oxygen, you really are living in the natural, but the spirit man is not living. The spirit man is dead. The spirit man is in opposition to the things of God. From that day you take your first breath until the day that new life comes to the heart and to the spirit of man through the Holy Ghost. And if you and I understand that I walked in death, I, there, there's a message that comes to mind I heard years ago, walking dead men. That until the Holy Ghost comes to you and I and the Spirit of God fills us, we are walking dead men. The Spirit of man is dead. You say, well, how do you arrive at that conclusion? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. The Garden of Eden was more than just a lustrous garden. It was more than just a bunch of apples and fig trees and grapes that were the size of, ball, or size of bowling balls. It was more than just this garden that we all talk about. But it was a place of communion that God intended to have with man. And when God designed it, he designed it with the sole intention. I create man for one purpose, that I can have relationship and fellowship and communion with man. But the enemy entered into the picture. There's always going to be an opposition to your soul. There's always going to be opposition to your forward progression in God. If you're really a Holy Ghost filled individual or a real Christian, you're going to face opposition no matter where you go. But here's the beautiful thing about it. If you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got a real reason for living. You got a real reason for life. You got a real defining factor of what living in life is. You've got joy that's unspeakable and peace that the world can't ever give you. And sin is an issue that you can't experience that or you don't experience that. You're experiencing heaviness and condemnation. You're experiencing a depressive mindset that I can't ever come out of this, whether it be sin related or an attack of the enemy, one or the other. But God never intended for you to stay there. The garden was perfect in relationship, but yet the enemy shows up and tempts Eve. And that scripture I read in Romans 8 or 5 and 18, what it's saying is, is by one man's disobedience, the light went out in man. Life was lost because of it. The light
reason for living was taken away. You wonder why people in this world walk around with such heaviness in their mind, their eyes. You see it. There's such a weight on many people in life. They're just beat down and changed. Why? They're walking dead men and women. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, they're walking dead people. The spirit within them is dead. And Adam, the spirit of Adam died. Man's three-part body, soul, and spirit. Body is what you see. Soul is the will and the emotion of humanity. The spirit is the innermost place of man. That God created for one purpose. That you, that he could dwell in that place. He built his own house. But the problem is the house has got a do not enter sign. He built his own house. He built you and I. He made us the way that we are. But he never intended for you and I to stay the way you and I are. He said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. There's a joy in living for God that the church has been robbed of. And God's wanting to give it back to the church like never before in this hour. Times are going to get harder. Times are going to get darker. The oppression is going to get greater. But it's a greater opportunity for the Holy Ghost to dwell in his people and show himself strong. Man's three part. And the spirit of man died. He now is no more governed by an inward pull of the spirit. But now his will, soulless arena, is the governing factor. Folks, look at it now. Burger King's got their mantra that way. We'll do it however you, your ways. Have it your way. What are they catering to? They're trying to wake up something that cannot be woke up. You say, you're stupid about Burger King. I'm trying to give you an exaggeration to try to reel you in and get us to understand there's a greater life that God has for the church that we have yet to see. You can have it your way. What are they doing, Brother Dale? They're catering to the soulless arena of man. They're trying to make you see there's, you eat my Whopper and you're going to be happy. Not so. Quarter pound way better than the Whopper. He <laughs> lying to me. But they're trying to make you and I believe. You can have it your way. We will make you happy. And circumvent the element of humanity that can't be fixed by a Whopper. You say, well, you're being exaggerated. Yes, but let's bring it down to really where we are. Why we do what we do or act the way we act. Why do people respond how they respond? We go buy this or go do that. Or why do you think there's addictions rampant? Why? Trying to circumvent the element of death within us because if I can do this it'll make me happy today. But then when I wake up tomorrow morning I got to realize what I did the night before. 
And here's what God's trying to tell somebody in this building today. I have an ability to change your life. I've got an ability through the Holy Ghost that your life can drastically change. You don't have to stay bound in a prison. You don't have to stay bound in your mind. You don't have to stay in that room of darkness that says it'll never change and it'll never come out. My life is finished. I got too much baggage. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, God can take care of your baggage. God can take care of every mistake. He can take care of every error with one drop of his blood. So man, the light goes out. The spirit man dies. And now the alienation between God and man. Go read the garden. God comes down and says, where are you, Adam? Adam's hiding in the bushes. Relationship is severed now. It's cut. It's gone. God's prized possession got himself in a pickle. You know, you would think, Adam, you literally are walking with God. We ain't walking with him like we can see him. Adam walked with him in the cool of the day. You'd think you'd have enough sense to not mess this thing up. Come on, somebody. What about all the ones that walked with Jesus? Saw him in the flesh. You'd think you saw him in the flesh. That's why people say, well, man, if Jesus was here, I could find him. No, you need to hear me. Your flesh will always be there. And there will always be a battle in your flesh to do what's right. And here's what I'm preaching to somebody here today. Your spirit is so willing you want to do right. But your flesh has got you in lockdown. Your flesh, your will. Your will. Think about a will. What's a will? What makes you get up and go to work every day? Your will. Because you know if you don't get up and go to work, she ain't eating. And them kids ain't going to eat. Your will says, I'm going to do this. So if my will can be used for that, why can't I use it for living for him? That's why these people say, I just can't do it. No, you hear me. You're going to mess up. You're going to come to God and repent, and you're going to slip up the next day. But if you make up in your mind, God, my spirit is willing. I'm doing everything I know to do. I just keep slipping. I just keep slipping. Every time you slip, just get back up again. Because if you get back up, the Bible says a just man falleth seven times, but he gets back up. Slip that in for free. 
Covering matters. And God looks at how you cover yourself to determine whether He can approach you or not. Because He's holy. Say, move on, Brother Mike, because if not, I'm going to dig. I got the shovel in my back pocket. God is reaching for humanity in this hour like never before. And if you and I can realize my hindrance is not God getting to me. My hindrance is myself Believing that God wants to And I'm here to preach to somebody today You've been willing You're doing everything you can You need to raise your hands and voice and declare God is for me God's reaching for you right now Let you know He's not condoning the works of the flesh He's letting you and I know I know the struggle of flesh I had to beat it myself But I never gave up I got back up again And I prayed I prayed again, I prayed again, and I prayed again until I got my flesh in place. I feel the Holy Ghost. Here's the issue, Brother Joe. Adam dies. I mean, he spiritually dies. He didn't die physically. He lived. But the curse was, you eat of this tree, you're going to die. That's what the Word says in Genesis 2 and 3. When he ate, he died spiritually, not physically. He was still alive and kicking. It's a picture for you and I that when I go against God, I die in here. Peace of me dies. But my body gets a little bit stronger. And the story of Adam's clothes, he covers himself. And there's a curse. And here's what you got to get. And I'm going to go to Genesis. Give us, I'm going to hurry to get to Gethsemane. Gethsemane. The curse to the serpent was this. He cursed the woman. God cursed man. He cursed the woman. All this lovey-dovey, agape-tapi-sapi. God loves everybody. Yeah, he does. But God also curses things. See, we don't believe that. Families are cursed and they don't even know it. Families are cursed. They don't even know. And they're trying to go to every, try to means out here, trying to fix it. And the only thing ever going to fix it is a true altar of repentance. That your snot's all over that carpet and your tears are all over that carpet and you cry out and say, God help me! Help me, God. And he said, you're cursed, you're cursed, and you're cursed. And here's the curse of the serpent. He said, on your belly, you're going to eat the dust. Man was made of dust. So in this whole beginning story, this thing totally shifts. And where God had a prized possession in Adam and his friend and they walked in the coolness of the day and they had relationship, the enemy shows up and just messes it all up because the enemy knew if I can get their flesh out of control, I in essence can cut their relationship with God. And he said the curse of the serpent is you're going to eat of the dust of the ground. So here's the story. Flesh out of control causes the enemy to go stronger in your life. Now, I'm going to say that I wish I had a mega horn at the White House because this would preach from the White House. The more violent we are, the more angry we are, the more rebellious we are, the more, I mean, go down the list, the more, what's all going on in our world, the disunity and the fractioning of all this, the more of that we are, greater the enemy grows. 
Because he's eating the dust of the carnality of flesh. Okay, now you got the backdrop of what flesh is, then let's go to Gethsemane. This is what I love about Jesus. He saw the plight and what Adam messed up. Find me that real. You can leave that title too. I like that too. But go to Romans 5 and 18. Jesus shows up with one intent. What Adam messed up, I'm here to fix. It gives you and I hope that I don't have to stay where I am. I don't have to live with, with a depletion of life that my, this ain't living. I, I don't know about you, but the more I get closer to the end time, the more I feel my life is being sucked out of me. But God promises I'm here to give you life abundantly. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some abundant life. I'm ready for some joy in my step. I'm ready to see the promises of God come to pass for my family. the offense, the sin, judgment came on all men because of Adam. So now, the free gift, the Holy Ghost came unto all men for life. So here's what God's saying to Jesus in the garden. Brother Joe, it's coming to a close. His ministry is ending in this demeanor. In the flesh. The ministry of his fleshly ministry is closing. And notice what one of the very last messages he has to send home. Calvary's coming, yeah, and the final death. But listen to me. He conquered the cross before he ever got there. Before he ever hung on that cross. Before he ever hung and said, it is finished. This was the victory before Calvary. And what he's trying to show you and I, yes, Calvary came. And yes, I had to die. And I had to be buried. And I had to be resurrected. Because in the resurrection, when you and I receive the Holy Ghost, you're getting resurrected life. That's how you can live again. Watch me. Before you can ever experience Calvary, before you can ever experience the, the, the power of when you go down in Jesus' name in the water, you say, well, I just got wet. No, when you go down in Jesus' name in the water, that covenantal name, Jesus, circumcision takes place of the heart. And before you can ever see the blessings of God, that's got to take place. But before any of that, resurrection, getting up, Holy Ghost filled, that, go to Gethsemane, Matthew, had to take place. Jesus shows up. Go to my text, Matthew 24, or whatever it was. Jesus says, okay, boys, y'all go on. I'm going to take three. It, says, it speaks loudly. Here's what I said. The others couldn't handle it. We want to damn and condemn them because they fell asleep. But here's what I said. They at least made it there with him. God's got a group of people that he's going to take to the highest places in the spirit. And if you want to go, he's given us the answer of how you and I can go. I'm telling you, there's an abundance of life that God wants to give somebody today. He said, let's be going. And go on, next verse. He spake through. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 my text. My text, amen. Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 36. Matthew 26, 36. Jesus says, okay, I'm sending them away. And now I need just you three. Come on. Y'all, come on. Come, come back with me. Don't worry about them. They're doing a great job. They, 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 everybody gets all nervous. Like, oh, God, man, I don't want to be in that media booth. They're doing a great job. Just let them do their job. Don't worry about them. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm telling you, I'm on a mission today in the Holy Ghost. If you can't tell it, something wrong. I'm reaching for somebody that your life has been sucked out of you. And God's saying here today, I'm ready to give you a life that changes everything. It's going to change your friends. You say, well, I, that's the problem. Come, Jesus, to a place called Gethsemane. He said, Gethsemane means press. The word Gethsemane means press. There's something got to press you to get you where God wants you. If it's not pressing you, he said, say unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go pray yonder. Next verse. I'm going to go quick. And he took with him Peter, two sons of Zebedee, John and James, the sons of thunder. He took three. And he knew. And it's not a coincidence that it was Peter. Because Peter was going to be the one on the day of Pentecost that declared, repent, be baptized, every one of you. It took a man of faith that had his flesh in position. God's calling me an elder that have a backbone of faith. They're not afraid of people. They're not afraid of the economy. They're not afraid of not having money being broke. Their faith is sold out to God and they're willing to go wherever God asks them to go. I've said it before and I'm going to bear witness real quickly. I loaded everything up in a Penske truck and moved to California, San Francisco. Lived in a two-bedroom apartment. Didn't have two pennies to rub together. But here's the difference. God said go. I didn't care about the money. I didn't care what... I knew God was going to make a way regardless. God is still looking for men and women in this hour that says, you know what? I'm not tied to a paycheck. I'm not tied to a family. If God tells you to move away from your family, are you willing to go where God's asking you to go? Oh, that'll preach so good. He took with him Peter, sons of Zebedee. He took the ones that he knew he could trust. You think God don't... It matters to God... If he can trust you, it matters. If God can trust you, can he trust you with, I've always said it like this and my pastor preaches the same, can he trust you with time? Can he trust you with the gold? If he can't trust you and I with time and gold, then you ain't going to get his time and gold. Oh, that preacher's so good too. Next verse, come on, I got to finish. Then he said unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful and unto death. Here's what he's saying. Before you ever get to Calvary, before he ever got to the cross, he's saying, something in me is going to die. I'm telling somebody here today, what is it that's got to die inside of you? Is it your past that keeps pulling you back? Is it uh, uh, friends and associations is it addictions? Is it mistakes you made of yesterday and you can't get over what you did? Somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost. God's trying to give us a greater life. 
He said, I'm exceeding sorrowful and to death. He's giving them a picture. Death is what all you men have been carrying around is what he's telling them. But now watch how I have to go into death to bring life out. Next verse. Watch. He went a little further, fell on his face, and he prayed. And here it is. Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this pass. This ain't two. He ain't praying to a, a second person in a, in a triunity. This was the flesh of Jesus, the man, the dual nature, fully God, fully man. He's given this as an example for you and I of what we're going to face when your spirit is willing but your flesh is so weak. Folks, is there anybody here other than this preacher tonight, today, that would say, my flesh, when I know what to do, I don't do. I'm like Paul. When I know what I should do, I don't do. And what I know I shouldn't do, I do. There ain't nobody perfect. But my spirit, your spirit is willing. Why? Because I know if I keep moving forward, there's life coming down. There's a life that God's going to give me that's going to give me the strength to overcome my shortcoming, my failure, my mistake. That you and I need to be an example to people. That's what God's putting us through the ringer. God's allowing these things to happen in you and I that we can become an example. Hey, I once struggled with this, but I conquered it through the name of Jesus. I once battled with it. I'm preaching to people you may be bound today. You need to hear me. God's reaching for you for one reason. That you can go tell everybody else. You don't have to stay bound and dead in that life. But there's a life abundantly that God has. He's given us the example. I'm struggling. I'm willing in my spirit. My humanity, the spirit of Christ was saying, I know I got to do this. But oh, my flesh is so weak. It's weak. it's weak sometimes, Brother Wayne. When God nudges me at three in the morning and says, get up and pray. It's weak, Brother Dale. Because, man, I just got into to rim. <laughs> My sleep machine blowing good and I cooked that melatonin. None of y'all remember none of that because y'all all saved. I took me a gummy and I'm sleeping good. And he nudges me and says, pray. Pray for me. What? You're kidding me, man. Now, I know y'all don't have that problem. When he does it, man, y'all jump up, put your boots on and coat, right? Come on, who's going to be honest today? I don't move and I sleep. He gave me the example. Scott, listen to me. Your flesh is always going to be a problem. It ain't never going to go away. But if I can learn how to take that flesh and crucify it, I just shut off the food source to my enemy. Come on, somebody hang with me. I'm closing. Musicians, y'all come so they know I'm telling the truth. See right there. They're going to think I'm lying. I'm going to beat that right now. Y'all get on up there. My struggles sometimes, sister. My struggles sometimes. Brother, is my spirit so willing? But my flesh, boy, 
there any men here that get honest and say, I just want to roll up my sleeves and fight sometimes? I got it. If anybody says, I want to just get angry sometimes, come on, my men. I just get angry. I just want to get mad a little bit. My brother Mike, I, I, I want to get mad. And if I don't get mad at this, we're going to get mad at the politics. I've seen it. Just have a coffee meeting with men about 70 years old. And I promise you, they get pretty heated. I've seen some of them been there. But I'll tell you what, boy, if I was there, I'd just tear them up. I'd just rip them to shreds. They do it too. It's because you get older don't mean you don't get angry. Young, old, we all get angry. Men, my flesh just wants to. And what's he saying? Jesus gave me the example. There's some things you and I are going to have to learn. There's some things God's not going to take away. Sister Kim, I wish I could tell. I believe. Sister Georgia, Sister Juanita, I wish I could say that God just going. He could. But sometimes God don't take it away because he wants us to deal with it. Sometimes God don't take the problem away because he wants to see, can you put your flesh in check and keep going? Your spirit's willing. I want to do right. But there's a part of my flesh that's combating that. You may give you a quick, quick answer. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Because when my spirit is willing, the Holy Ghost can kick in and give me a strength that I need when I don't find it in myself. Jesus gave me the example. He said, let this cup pass. Next verse, quickly, fast. And he cometh unto the disciples and find them asleep. There's the picture. Could you not stay with me an hour? He's given. Here's what I'm trying to show you, boys. Your flesh is going to, you're going to, in the hour of his greatest need, slumber fell on the faithful few. We're in an hour now when God is at his greatest need to wrap the thing up and get the church out of here. And the greatest battle you and I find is, you ever seen a sloth? Come on, somebody. My brother Ed, my God, if I watch a sloth, it drives me insane. I'm like over here going, come on, just reach for the berry. I mean, you think God couldn't have given him a monster drink or something? I mean, it's like, us in the end time I'm on my way to church if I can just put my pants on and make it I know it'll be worth it when I get there asleep in the greatest hour brother Sherman he picked you and brought you up and now next verse I'm telling you there's so many messages Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Here it is. Here's what he said, Brother Roger. I understand you and I understand me. But somebody got to pull the wagon. Somebody got to break through for man. And Jesus said, I'm struggling. Next verse. He went again a second time, prayed. See what he kept doing? He kept going back. 
to the place that he got his strength. That's why I'm telling somebody right now. He said, "Well, I, I, I just, I, 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 I man, my prayers just stink." Join the club. We're in the end time. We ain't gonna always hit it or always hit it just right. But here's what I gotta do. I gotta go back again. Because my spirit is willing and my flesh is saying, just take a shortcut. Just kind of stop a little bit. Just quit going about. Just quit doing this. Don't do that Bible study no more, Brother Dale. It's just a way. I'm preaching to people that your spirit's willing, but our flesh is saying. He goes, come on, God. Come on, come on. It's an example. He's saying, let this, he's showing you and I. Give me a break. There's no break. Next verse. And he came and found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy. Next verse. He left them again, went again and prayed a third time. You know what the word, three. Anytime there's three, it's completion, fulfillment. You know what he just did? He fulfilled it. He said, if you just keep going back, I conquered this thing in Gethsemane. I beat it. And if you stick with the plan I give you, you're going to beat it too. You're going to conquer. I got to deal with my flesh. I can't wait to the coming of the Lord, but I ain't got to deal with it. That's what makes heaven so great. I ain't got to deal with my stinking flesh and my attitude and my thoughts and emotions that are out of check. But when, as long as I'm earthside, as long as I'm earthside, I got to deal. You got a deal. He goes a third time. Said the same words. Next verse. Musicians, you ready? Here we go. He says, and come as disciples. And he finally says, it's okay, boys. Go ahead and sleep right now. Because there's something coming that's fixing to put these wheels in motion. See, this is it. He gave them the approval to sleep, Brother Ron. Here's why. Because he knew they could not do it in their own flesh. So he says, go ahead and sleep. I tell somebody here today, you cannot do it in your ability. This world has propagated a mindset that the smarter you are, the more money you got, you can make anything happen. That's a lie. You and I can only make it with the life that the Holy Ghost can bring us. Not just salvation. Yes, it's essential. But true living afterwards. He said, go ahead and sleep. Because the wheel's turning now. I got to be betrayed. I got to go die. I got to be buried. And I got to resurrect. Because I'm fixing to fix the sleeping problem. I'm fixing to fix... The sloth problem. Because when you get the Holy Ghost, something begins. And when you stay full of the Holy Ghost, something happens. We can make it. We can get through this. <laughs> Flooded house, three inches, 18 inches. And you know what, Dad? You know what we both said? We're going to get through this. We were upset. We cried. We were bugged. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm like, oh my God. And them old Scots wanted to come back, Brother Bush, singing. But Brother Jay, I'll tell you what happened. Something in the Holy Ghost rose up in me and said, we're going to make it. Why? Because at Calvary and Gethsemane, he showed me how to take flesh 
and put it on a cross and say, you're not going to govern my emotion. You're not going to govern my faith. You're not going to govern what God does for me. God is for me and God has never left me nor forsaken me. And if God's for me, then I can make it through anything. Stand with me. somebody here today you're ready to get your life back and I preach this to saints preachers quit worrying about your image I need my life back I need my joy back God is going to pour out his spirit in this altar this morning to whoever if you want just a fresh touch of God maybe you ain't been just filled again and that old freshness oh folks we live you know life has a way of keeping stagnant waters in us brother Larry and we don't speak that heavenly language like we can do. The Bible said this is the refreshing. When's the last time an old refreshing? And you just talked in tongues. Oh, I just did something right there. Well, I'm saved. I'm going to venture to say you're probably not. God's going to refresh and refill in this altar today. Is there anybody that wants to come and say, God, I'm ready to get my life back. I'm ready to get my life back. Thank you, Brother Joe. Thank you, Brother Wayne. Saints of God, this is not just for a backsider or a sinner. This is for the house, for anybody that wants their life. I want my joy back. I'm ready to break these addictions. I'm ready to break these mindsets. I need it back today. The Spirit is willing. Don't let the flesh hold you in that pew. Don't let the flesh hold you back. Let God give you a breath.